PPRO, this is Payments Radio, the show for and about the payments industry, covering news, interviewing experts, and talking about all the ways the world pays. In line with the Golden Week in Japan, we bring you a very special episode with our PPRO APAC experts, as well as Shun Shirasei, head of the Global Alliance at DGFT, to discuss why Golden Week is a special time in Japan, the golden opportunities for LPMs, and nuances of payments in Japan. My name is Megan Johnson, your host of Payments Radio, and today I'm joined by An Lu, head of payment networks for APAC at PPRO, and as I mentioned, Shun Shirasei, head of global alliance at DGFT. Hello, Shun and An. I'm Megan. Hello, Megan. Good to be here. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, so, Shun, can you give the audience and listeners a brief、um, explanation of what DGFT is? What are you doing in, in Japan and then maybe in the wider Asia region? Sure. Thank you very much for the introductions.、Uh, I'm Shun, and、uh, I'm working for the DGFT. The technical name is Digital Garage Financial Technology. Then, DGFT is、uh, providing payment solutions in Japan more than 20 years. Then, we are covering a wide,、uh, wide range of the payment solutions. And、um, we are partnership with、uh, PPRO for several years already. So,、uh, some of you,、uh, the audiences might know that Japan has、uh, various payment options active in Japan, both for online and offline. Then we are partnering with the global PSPs like、uh, PPRO to providing the、uh, Japanese important、uh, local payment methods, LPMs, for international、uh, merchants and also、uh, PSPs. Okay, super. Thanks for that. And I mean, we'll certainly be diving into all the different ways to pay in, in Japan. But I think, you know, as this episode is about Golden Week and we're in the midst of Golden Week,、um, Chun, what exactly is Golden Week in Japan? Yeah, it's a frequently asked question. So,、uh, many national holidays we have in Japan. Then, a Golden Week is,、uh, consists of the、uh, several national holidays. And we have、uh, Children's Day, Mother's Day, and several other national holidays. So, people have a good reason to go outside and、uh, travel,、uh, go to、uh, historically、uh, the theater industries. Was the biggest trigger for、uh, sales growth in、uh, Golden Week. And、uh, the theater industry named the Golden Week itself. Oh, okay. So it was named by the theater industry. Interesting. So it sounds like it's a bit of kind of, it, you know, by Western standards, like Christmas and your birthday and Mother's Day and Father's Day and kind of a school break all rolled into, into one week. Yeah. And then some,、uh, in some years,、uh, we can have、uh, 10 days、uh, continuous holidays. So it is a good, good reason to go outside. You know, many industries are doing a campaign for、uh, sales growth. Okay. And I, I mean, at this, this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as well as in other countries,、uh, COVID makes、um, e commerce booming, really. So, we have rapid growth in our e commerce. Yeah, certainly. So, I mean, if this is a week kind of all about, or, or one part is about, you know,、um, giving and, and shopping, where, which industries do we see a lot of spend going? Is it electronics, travel,、um, you know, standard retail, clothes? 
Yeah, actually, many industries are focusing. Uh, Golden Week is one of the focused uh, campaign seasons. So, as you said, Megan, um, various uh, industries, including electric, uh, travel, uh, retailers, digital contents, many are doing uh, some campaigns. And especially for the children's age, uh, various uh, you know hobby stores, then electrics, uh, good, for, uh, nice goods for present. The Mother's Day, the specific part is lower to giving a present to mothers. Okay, and I mean, I guess, you know, buying flowers was, you know, pre-COVID something that you would typically go to, um, you know, you go to a flower store and, and pick out the the flowers. Have, have have you seen a lot of kind of online flower shops popping up in, in light of COVID or is it still people going yes, to stores? Yes, and, yes. yes. Yeah. So the flowers... Uh, industries are uh, historically uh, uh, very attractive industry to make uh, online. Uh, still, in the COVID, uh, many players and uh, many merchants are doing uh, good, uh, significant growth as well. Okay, um, so you know it, it's it's clear that Golden Weeks is um, it's a huge time, you know, for merchants, for consumers. Um, I imagine, you know, there's a lot of great deals and discounts for shopping. Um, how do people typically pay in Japan? So, uh, as a matter of the fact, the cashless payment, uh, including for both online and offline in Japan, uh, it is uh, around 20%. And uh, it, it is a big delay from the European and uh, U.S. Mm. citizens. Japanese government is trying to make it uh, double to 40% cashless approaches within the coming five years. Now we had a huge campaign held by government and major issuers or many cashless payment brands are doing uh, a lot of campaigns through uh, these years, uh, these two or three years. Okay, and I guess why is why is cash the, the preferred payment method in Japan? Is it do is it convenience? Is it trust? So it is just my personal interest, but Japan is a society based on a trust. You know, uh, one of the uh, common sense is the born by nature, uh, born good by nature is uh, one of the common sense in Japanese uh, culture. Then it is uh, very hard to cheat uh, people by cash. And it means people believe cash strongly. And there is very small room to have a fraud uh, by a cash. And then, Adding to, adding to that, uh, cash is uh, free for consumers. So no handling costs for consumers, and uh, they're very friendly to taking cash or paying cash. Okay. And, and An, what's your perspective? Is, is cash really free? Is cash the most uh, trustworthy uh, mechanism for, for payments? <laughs> I think, um, I don't know, um, at least uh, for me, cash has always been around, right? So uh, definitely, you know, we, we know it, we can feel it, you know, it's, it's in, your, in your hands, right? And it's not just a number somewhere, right? So from that aspect, I do think, you know, there's a big trust in, in, in cash, right? But uh, I think, um, so Shun is also right, cash seems free to us. But uh, I think uh, if you look deeper, there's a huge cost in, in cash, right? Especially uh, if, if you run a business, right, and you have cash registered, there's a cost of closing your cash registers. You have logistics costs, you know, from a from a, a bank, like central bank perspective, they have to maintain cash deposits. You know, they have to print cash. You have to, you know, um, you, you have to secure cash, right? There's a huge cost to cash, right? And I, 
I, I remember I, um, uh, about Japan, right? This is this is uh, the cost in the trillions, right? It's not it's not a small um, cost that cash uh, entails, but uh, you know, um, I think every country is, is is trying to reduce cash, right? But it's a change, right? It's a change that you know uh, uh, gradually happens. And you know some some are uh, more advanced. You know, for example, China, where you you now have trouble paying uh, with cash um, at most of uh, you know uh, shops and, and theaters and so on. You you can't even pay with cash. Uh, yeah, while you know other countries like you know Germany, where I'm from, and you know, Japan, uh, definitely we still have a very strong love for cash. Yeah, I mean, being based in Berlin, you always have to have some some euro notes on you. So it's times it's just quite frustrating. Um, yeah, I mean, even you know, I remember being in the Netherlands a few years ago and going to a, a bar, and you know, we couldn't pay with cash, but we also couldn't pay with the local, um, you know, payment cards. So we were a bit stuck so I think you know it, it's the options of, of payments and I think you know in the when a country or a society pushes towards um, you know cashless the the options really need to be there um, to you know and ensure that customers have that that level of convenience um, so Shun I mean with the government initiatives what are the core messages that they're promoting in order to, you know, convince consumers to move away from cash and towards other um, payment methods? So the messages from government and cabinet house was that you should try to uh, experience the cashless approaches at once. If you have, a, if you touch to it with the convenience, then uh, people will keep on using those cashless payments. Then it's actually a True on some uh, in some phases, because uh, even still, even uh, uh, people don't recognize we can pay in credit card by convenience stores. Or I mean, uh, someone doesn't still know about the payment is availability in credit cards at convenience stores at department store or small a small amount of the uh, purchases. Mm -hmm. So you to have uh, those big campaign national nationwide to uh, make a promotion that uh, we. We can pay by credit card or any cashless uh, options by various uh, payment spots. And it, it works actually. Yeah. So I guess, um, I mean, after cash or credit cards, then the most common payment method, like how big are cards in Japan? Who uses them? Why do they use them? Um, you know, I know in other um, markets in, in APAC, you know, I think in Singapore, it's like 5.2 cards per for every uh, consumer. And there's a lot of, you know, rewards and, and loyalty schemes tied to those. So what's the credit card um, yeah, space in Japan look like? Yeah. And an interesting uh, fact is uh, we Japanese also have uh, more than three cards per each consumers. So we have a capability to make a payment by a credit card. So it is just uh, uh, the cash is free is the micro standpoint from the consumer side. But a macro standpoint from the merchant or business side point of view, uh, the actual issue or one of the uh, potential uh, bottleneck for this cashless payment is the, uh, the higher, 
higher processing fee, I mean, uh, interchange rate on the, for the merchants. So it is what also the Japanese government is trying to cultivate or, or reducing the rooms for any uh, unnecessary cost for. So they are talking with the both issuer and the aquas. Yeah, okay. And Anne, I mean, two questions for you, I guess, you know, from, from your perspective, seeing what's happened in, in other Asian markets, is, is there anything the, the Japanese government can, can learn in terms of, um, you know, making cards more widely accepted? And the second question is, what are some of the other local payments um, in, in Japan? Good question. <laughs> First one is, uh, see the, the merchant side, so there's still uh, a bit higher MDR or IRF rather than appearing uh, to other countries. So government seeing government seeing to uh, any room to make a reducing cost. So they are now uh, interviewing many players. But actually, the Aquara side, as a matter of fact, there is a very very few few rooms to make a uh, cost reduction already. Mm -hmm. So the next uh, agenda is uh, how about uh, opening the interchange rates to be the public. So it is a uh, uh, recognized to be the next agenda, but uh, no uh, outcome yet still. Okay. And yeah, I'm keen to hear your yeah. thoughts. I think uh, every country starts at a different point, right? Uh, for example, if you look at the China story, right? China didn't have a large acceptance network in terms of cards. Right, uh, previously, that's why you know uh, e-wallet payments, such as uh, you know uh, QR, like that, that run via QR code, scanning QR codes, right, um, are hugely popular and you know are, have have been adopted quite rapidly because it's just easy to paste the QR code you know at the side of your stall right and let people scan it, right. Um, but in Japan, I think it's a different story, right, because Japan has a very sophisticated you know, card acceptance network, you know, they have, uh, you know, um, card terminals, right, everywhere, right, not, uh, not only that, you know, they, they have also their the, the terminals that accept the, the transit cards, like the Suica cards and so on, you know, these, these uh, value cards, right, um, prepaid cards as well. Um, so I think, you know, me, this may be a story between, you know, um, the payment experiences, right, uh, so while, while QR code is easy in terms of the distribution, right, uh, the convenience on tap, my personal opinion, tap wins all the time, right? If I have the choice between scanning a QR code and tapping, I tap every single time. And, and I think, I think this is, this is kind of where, where you can't directly compare, you know, e-wallets, e uh, especially QR code mechanism with tap. Right. I think in terms of uh, alternative payments and new payment modes, it really depends on what kind of value these payment modes can create for the consumer. Right. And one recent trend that we have been seeing is buy now, pay later. Right. So, uh, you know, we, we look at companies like, you know, Net Protections in Japan, uh, PayD. Um, so, you know, there are many, many uh, companies coming up uh, that create new um, offerings for consumers to do installment payments or, you know, multiple uh, or pay later solutions, basically. And I think that adds to the uh, cons consumer and it adds to the merchant on the other side because, you know, the merchant can sell more 
more products and the consumers have more flexible ways to, you know, to pay. And I think this is more the aspect that, you know, will drive uh, adoption of different payment methods or cards, right? The value it brings to the consumer. And the merchant has to be very sensitive also about this and uh, and uh, accept, you know, the right range of payment methods to target uh, their consumers and create that consumer experience. Mm. And are these buy now, pay later providers, are they focusing mostly on, on e-commerce or are they doing kind of in-store buy now, pay later options? How are we... You know, are we seeing, I guess, the same rise in buy now, pay later in Japan as we are in Europe and uh, especially the U.S.? We also pro providing the buy now, pay later solutions, and now we still are doing it only for online. Yep. As I personally know, uh, still very only few or no are active player in offline area because mm -hmm. we also have another uh, industry to make a, a one-time purchase installment option for okay. offline is our historically very a wide range of the players we have then okay. they can do it in uh kyc for offline one purchases mm -hmm. then uh, their industries are already significant so this uh, as also uh, we, we are doing uh, online buy now pay later solutions, mm -hmm. but uh, we have uh, or uh, some hurdles to go to offline. Okay. And I mean, I guess our Japanese consumers are they excited about buy now pay later? Because yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, with societies that are very much cash focused, it's I mean, uh, on, as you know, in Germany, you know, there's this kind of mindset that credit should kind of be avoided at all costs and i think you know this is one of the reason why people prefer to pay in you know cash or ec debit card and you know some people would say buy now pay later is kind of you know the the new credit card um are how are japanese consumers reacting to the buy now pay later products yeah buy now pay later product is uh growing mm -hmm growth of the e-commerce industry uh the binopedia itself is a uh, more uh rapid growth and uh, it's, it is uh and then several major uh online media is implementing binopedia and doing a they are doing a big campaigns for related to binopedia solutions so consumer recognition is also growing okay and are we seeing are that have there been any noteworthy buy now pay later campaigns during Golden Week? Really, the Golden Week. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, not specifically about a Golden Week, but uh, every uh, big campaign seasons, many new marketing connecting with fintech solutions is our recent trends. Mm. So okay. uh, yeah, so the buy now pay later solutions, uh, as Ann said, uh, PayD is uh, one big, big uh, growing company and they're good with the uh you know collaborations with big players including paypal okay and yeah i mean i i guess apart from buy now pay later are we seeing any other types of um you know local payment methods anything you know anything maybe around e-wallet you know how is 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 apple pay um a frequent payment method google pay what what else is kind of interesting in the world of payments yeah so in Japanese consumers' purchases, uh, still the online 
uh, e-commerce is uh, around 7% still. Mm -hmm. Means uh, citizens purchase activities more than 90% uh, based on uh, non-cashless payments. Then Apple Pay was the epoch-making time uh, because uh, it is very, very significant success in offline. You know, uh, iPhone is the most sold uh, smartphones for Japanese. Then, so it is uh, uh, you know it really changed our life on uh, cashless payments. Then other tap and Q versus QR code payments wise, so we have a bunch of payment solutions for offline. We can do the credit card or Mac or NFC, AMV. Then uh, we have a Suica, Apple Pay, ID, so various payments. So it means that terminal cost is already expensive. Then again, back to the Japanese culture is based on a born good by nature. Then it is a uh, reflected on the business side because a business entity is expecting a partner to be a good quality solution of products. So those terminals are expected to be at a very high level of failure rate. The business entity will expect their product maker or manufacturer to be the non-broken products. So it's also that make the terminal expensive. So it, uh, it, it was a good reason to implement the QR code because uh, there's no equipment, terminals, uh, very low implementation fees. Okay. And is that the Omotenashi that you just referenced? Yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah. Omotenashi is a very basic uh, you know, culture for Japanese, even for consumer or business side. Yeah. And how does this impact the trust between merchant and consumer? So uh, you know, by the Omotenashi, uh, is uh so we actually want to pay high respect to their neighborhood mm -hmm. even consumer or business side uh, we want to make good treatment for uh, neighborhoods so on it, it is uh, strengthened on the business side because uh businesses are serving their products or services then uh for we want to pro pro uh, provide the very best practice level of the solutions of services for consumer then it will uh, keep uh, our service quality or you know, products higher. And then those expectations are sometimes are holding our neck somehow. <laughs> so the QR code payment is a good uh, acceleration to make a cashless payment more penetrations. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And on, um, you know, some of the LPMs that we've talked about and some of the, the trends in payments and the nuances in Japan, um, what do you think is kind of, how are each position to win during golden week? And, you know, how does this kind of, you know, special week of, of payments um, impact local payment methods? And I guess also applying, you know, that we're living in this COVID world and, you know, things are transitioning more to online. Yeah. Who, how can you win during golden week? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, that's, that's easier to answer. Every, everybody will win, right? <laughs> because, uh, I think I think you know uh, for online, right? Of of course, uh, you know due to the whole situation, I think there is going to be more traffic online, right? Uh, and I think that's uh, that's going to uh, drive more volumes, right? To overall all payment methods, right? That the service online, be it you know card payments as well as you know uh, wallets. I think offline. Uh, there will be more uh, cashless payments, 
And I still remember, you know, when, when I was visiting Shun last time and we went into a store, I mean, I could feel, you know, the, the drive towards, you know, e-wallet payments, right? And every counter that I, I was at, you know, there was a QR code where you could pay, you know, with, with uh, you know, line pay or, or pay pay, right? And there's a, there's a huge push uh, you can feel, right, from around the society, right, to, to make this a, a new way to pay, right? And I think, you know, Golden Week that drives people uh, outside, you know, maybe uh, going, going to uh, some of these stores to shop, right, uh, will, you know, drive more traffic and, you know, more adoption, especially, you know, in, in this uh, COVID time where we are trying to maybe touch less cash, right, will drive more payments into, into cashless payments. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned LimePay and, and PayPay. Are those two of the big uh, e-wallets in Japan at the moment? Correct. Yeah. So so uh, LimePay Lime and uh, so LimePay is uh, the, the wallet that is embedded in that um, messenger app. You know that's that's uh, very very popular in in, in Japan, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Everybody uses it, and um, that's that's one big e-wallet there. And the other big e-wallet is PayPay. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so, so it's a product uh, that, that SoftBank has launched and, uh, you know, they have been uh, driving a lot of promotions and a lot of incentives for consumers uh, to adopt. And, uh, you know, they've grown to be, you know, one of the biggest e-wallet, <laughs> I feel, in Japan yeah. uh, at the moment. Uh, yeah. And I think uh, and maybe you shouldn't, you know, you can tell a little bit more how these two wallets are kind of... Uh, Adapt, like seen by consumers and uh, adopted. Yeah, I think you don't need any additional notes, and you are very professional already. <laughs> <laughs> so the yeah, as you said, uh, LimePay and PayPay is the most dominant QR code payments products. Then, uh, so even a consumer survey to the online users, the most significant payment. Option for you know, among the LPM is the PayPay. So it's already aware, uh, the PayPay already obtained a huge awareness by consumer. And a surprising note was rose up by the uh, business merger between PayPay and LinePay. So in the coming years, PayPay and LinePay will be consolidated one single payment solutions. Then those uh, conglomerate will impact to another players. Because uh, PayPay is so, uh, provided by SoftBank, then their competitor, uh, the king of the mobile carrier is uh, Docomo. The Docomo is also providing their original payment solutions. And also another competitor, AU, uh, KDDI, also providing themselves. And those situations are going to bring more uh, huge campaigns and more uh, good you know, uh, UI, UX, or customer experiences. And then those are going to bring more uh, benefit, convenience, and uh, uh, Eventually, uh, the uh, merchants who obtain uh, benefits to providing cashless solutions. Yeah, I, I have to say, uh, I have to say, I haven't been able to use either of the wallets uh, so far. I have only seen people use it, but I managed to, you know, uh, bind uh, the Suica card into into my uh, Apple Pay. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it sounds like then, uh, you know, with the merge of uh, Lime and PayPay, 
Japan could be on the path towards uh, having a super app. Do you think this is uh, something that could play out in the coming years on in, in June? Yeah, SoftBank, Docomo, they're doing very significant investments to be coming the super app. Then actually SoftBank has many knowledges because uh, they make a huge investment to Alibaba or many other Southeast Asian countries. Then they're trying to uh, import those uh, functions or technologies coming to in Japan. Then uh, people are, some people are expecting them to be a super app. But uh, we, we still have many players already. And uh, so as a citizens, uh, I'm also expecting some good players to become in a uh, super app. And what, what, what are your, what's your perspective on Japan's next super app? I, th I would say there are many, uh, you know, players in the race, you know, every, like many players, the, the ones that uh, Shun, Shun uh, has mentioned, you know, Entity Dokomo, uh, uh, for example, is trying to build a lot of ecosystems around their apps, right? And that drives more value to the consumer. I think generally there's a sense of people that this works, right? Building a super app works. And I think men around the world, people are trying to build these kind of super apps um, because it drives your user engagement into the app, right? And, and we see uh, uh, quite a couple of players very strong players in Japan uh, trying to do that as well. And let's see uh, if there's going to be one coming out on top. And I guess, you know, the one that is strongest on Omotenashi, right, serving the consumers in the best way will come out on top, I'm sure. Okay, so Omotenashi is, is the key to the, the super app in, in Japan. <laughs> Um, so what, what would you say is the outlook for LPMs in Japan in, in three years, five years, ten years? Um, Shun, what's your perspective? The existing basic infrastructure for online commerce is a credit card, convenience source, and basic means uh, online banking. And those three are very common ones. And uh, most of the uh, dominant websites for merchants are implementing already those three basic payment options. Both of convenience stores and bankings are classified as a LPM, including a cash over the counter. So it's still based on a, even a nowadays, uh, cash payment via online is a significant option for now. But for the coming three or five years, as, uh, as we talked, so PayPay or many other new players, it is uh, doing hard to push for, uh, to, to be the super app. Then, uh, so we still wait and see who will be the winner. But uh, situation has been changing because our consumer survey turned around that AP is the most uh, most strong awareness solutions. So three or five years uh, time span, then we see that the cash payment will be uh, uh, will pass the uh, position to another cashless solutions in somehow. Cool. Thank you, and and on agree, disagree, have some additional thoughts. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna disagree in moving away from cash. Uh, I think um, the question is uh, how fast, and I think you know uh, COVID has uh, at least uh, cut away a few years, right? Because you know as as change comes, right? Sometimes uh, you change because you have no other choice. Uh, so, um, but then, you know, more and more, this, the more and more this gets adopted, right? It's, it's gaining more trust, you know, it can redeem itself. 
and people will see uh, more values as you know other players for example super apps are building more services which which basically makes going cashless more valuable for the consumer in terms of you know entire end to end experience right and i think you know this cycle will continue and will mm -hmm. ultimately uh, drive into you know a cashless society right um, which we have seen you know in other parts of of asia for example china already right it's just so convenient right you uh, you you order a cab right on your phone you go go into the uh, cab you arrive at your destination and you walk out and you don't have to even you know hand over cash or any any card anymore but it has been paid on your app right this is this is for me you know one of the most disruptive changes in terms of the way we perceive our services which is only possible you know by going ca cashless so um i think you know not definitely not 10 years more into <laughs> the three and five years range where we see you know that change happening and events such as you know uh covid uh maybe the upcoming olympic and so on that can help you know drive uh more consumption into this cool yeah and i think you know obviously utilizing Golden Week and, and other campaigns as a way to, you know, incentivize and, and push through the the cashless agenda. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be interesting if we all caught up again in, in three years and see what's kind of taken off, you know, is Japan now more a buy now, pay later market? Has, you know, cash really been eroded? Does Japan have a, a super app? Has the government succeeded in, um, you know, pushing the cashless um, agenda? And has Omono Tanashi continued to be maintained between consumer and merchant? Um, so Anand Shun, thank you so very much for your time. It was super interesting to hear a bit more about, um, you know, what's happening in, in Japan, why it's unique. And yeah, I'll definitely be following um, PayPay and, and LimePay and some of the other cool and up and coming um, payment methods. So yeah, thank you again and happy Golden Week. Thank you very much. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Shin. Happy Golden Week. Bye.